Hey, it's Chris and Rick Talk Guitars. This episode, we're going to talk about our respective pedal boards, Chris's and mine. And this episode was inspired by Steve. And Steve, this is a qualifier. I, I want you to uh, get in touch with us and tell us how to pronounce your last name. But I'm going to butcher it. Bialusuknia. Uh, I know that's wrong. But anyway, Steve B., said this, hey guys, was wondering if you could do a podcast about your pedals and the sequence you put them in and reasons to put the pedals in a certain sequence. Thanks. And again, uh, Steve, thanks for listening and thanks for giving us this uh, podcast idea because Chris and I aren't very creative and we need all the help we can get. So anyway, so I'm going to kick it off. So I am in a U2 tribute band right now. And so my pedal board consists of, I'll bring it up for me, for, and um, I sent this picture to Chris. He has it. But anyway, so I go into a Boss Tuner, and then I go into a BB preamp, and then from there I go into an Ibanez Tube Screamer, and then from there I go into this, um, I don't even know, I don't even know what the brand is, but it's a Deluxe Plus, which is basically a reverb slash uh, trim pedal. And then from there, I go into the Whammy pedal, which I only use for like two songs. And then from there, I go into the Boss DD500, which is basically my main bread and butter for, as you would imagine, right? Because it's got all, I can preset all the delays in that pedal. So that's the sequence I put. And that those are the pedals I have. Those are the pedals I use for this particular gig. And for me, probably like a lot of other people, I just went online, man. And I said, what's the proper sequence for these pedals? But the caveat is, you know, there's, there's a, there's kind of a rule of thumb that most people follow for pedals, you know, based on whether it's a, a modulation pedal or an overdrive pedal or whatever the heck it is. Um, so I follow that, but by the same token, I know that before when I've tried to put pedal boards together, like I've had quote, true bypass pedals mixed in with old pedals, uh, that are buffered and everything else. And it does cause a problem, even if you're trying to follow this logic that people have kind of passed down from generation to generation. Anyway, um, so to make a long story short, I used the rule of thumb, but then I kind of also experimented by on my own about like, okay, for instance, the BB preamp before the Ibanez or after the Ibanez. Well, in my case, it, it sounded better to have this, because I'm using the BB preamp. It's kind of an overdrive pedal, but I'm using it as a boost for the Strat, because I play a Strat, which has single coils, and then I play an Explorer, which has uh, humbuckers. And so when I use this, in this sequence, it seems to work the best and sound the best and doesn't create as much noise. So I put the BB before the Ibanez Tube Screamer. And then again, the the other pedals are kind of in the sequence that is recommended by, you know, pedal gurus throughout the world. So that's kind of my pedal board and the logic I use to set it up. Chris, you've got a couple pedal boards and I want you to dive into your logic and what pedals you have and you're using and tell me about it. Okay, sure. And one thing that we should do just to make it easy for everybody and in case anyone is at all interested is we'll put post some pictures of our boards somewhere so they know what we're talking yeah. about. Because I know someone, a listener may want to know what that pedal you mentioned. It's a Mr. Black Deluxe. Oh, right? there it is. So yeah, 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 yeah. People From want Portland, names. It, yep. yep, they want to know what you have. So that'll help. It'll just, you know, the illustration will be worth a thousand words. So nice. I have two boards. Um, the one I have right here I'm looking at right now is the one for my rock band with the Rick Brokers. Currently, my 
sequence goes as follows. I have a, the TU3 Boss tuner. Mm-hmm. From there, I go into this radial. It's a it's a true bypass. It's two loops, two true bypass loops. For I use it for older pedals. And from there, we go into a, a TS9 Ibanez Tube Screamer, and we come out of that, and we go into a Boss. One of those. Um, what the hell is it? Space Echo. Yes, the RE20. It was the older one, the RE20 Space Echo. And out of there, it goes into this really crappy old Japanese bass EQ pedal, graphic EQ pedal. And then that goes out to the amp. And I should mention, too, in the one side of the radial bypass loop, I have a, a like a, a 78 or 79 small stone phase shifter from Electro Harmonics. And that's that's my busiest board, the biggest one currently that I have. And on my other board, I have the tuner, which I, I just bring over from this board and slap it on the small board. And then I have a TS-10 tube screamer. Mm-hmm. And then I have an old boss. Um, what What the hell is that? The DM whatever the delay the red delay the dm whatever the fuck it is i can't remember <laughs> as i don't have that in front of me so that's like my main pedal boards and i came let's still referring to this you know the big my bigger board that i use with the rift brokers i kind of followed your rule of thumb too there's you know there's like air quotes best practices listed online and they all pretty much follow the same thing and they'll give you yeah. some kind of logic behind it but i don't agree with my thing when I when people ask me about pedal order, I just say, you know, there's only two rules. One, if it sounds good, it is good, and the other one is that there's no rules. But um, <sighs> kind of what you did is the way that I would usually recommend. Kind of like get a ballpark idea, look at some sort of guide that you know Roland or Boss or guitar player or whoever the hell it is put out there, and then just use your ears to dial it the rest of the way. You know, it's going to yeah. be different for everybody. But I will say there's a couple of effects for me that are that you really have to try to like, cause they're definitely, there's a big difference if you do, you know, one way or the other. Mm-hmm. And some people will have a favorite one way and other people have a favorite other way. And that's with some of the modulation, specifically a phase shifter. If you look at the Roland and you, you know, the other guy, they'll tell you to put the phase shifter after your drive. I don't like it at all like that. I like it exactly the opposite way. Hmm. And the difference is if you put your phase shifter or other modulation pedals after your drive pedals, they have kind of a depending on your drive they have kind of a grittier kind of sound to them and i just think they sound more organic and more like you know i like a face shifter because it reminds me of a univibe and they have more of a liquidy univibe kind of feel to me when they're in front of the drive oh cool so i always i always put mine there i mean a good an example of like behind a drive would probably be like the classic eddie van halen when he has a phase shifter that's kind of like you know, it's that's kind of the after drive sound. I don't even know if I mean he's going into a you know an overdriven Marshall, so I don't know yeah. how it could be after. But that's the sound that I equated with. Right. It's kind of a grainier, kind of more you know rough. And the other way, it sounds more like a Univibe. It's just a little bit more liquidy and watery. But that's one that you'll want to try. So even a, a, a tremolo. I mean, I like my tremolo before my drive too. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't know why. I've just tried it both ways. Um, that's one, you know, trying okay. where you where you want your modulation, wh- which side of the overdrive you want it on. That's a good thing to check out for yourself. Uh-huh. The delay is another one where I kind of like, I think I do it a little bit different. And I, I can't remember, I can't remember what the conventional wisdom was. It's, it's sort of towards the end, but it's not the last thing. Oh, I know what it was. When I got this, this boss, uh, 
what, are you, what the hell is it again? It's the, <laughs> the space echo, the, the space echo pedal. Uh-huh. I was kind of, you know, I got it because I kind of was missing. I used to have a real old space echo and I was kind of missing it. So I got that and I was reading, you know, where, you know, where should I put this thing? And a lot of people said that, you know, to get that true kind of echo sound that you're looking for, like the old tape echoes, you should put it before your drive because all those old echo plexes and those space echoes went, you know, they went to their guitar into those and then into the amp and they were uh-huh. overdriving the amp. In theory, yeah, that sounds cool, but I didn't like that at all. I mean, I think huh. it sounds way better the other way. I always have my delays after my overdrives. That might be the thing that they say to do it the other way too, but I like it much better. A little more murky. So, you know, some people might call it a little muddy, but I kind of like the murk that it yeah. gives. And I'm the same way. I like more of an organic or not organic, but like an analog delay kind of sound that that's good to know because I, I mean, mine's after my drive too on my board. And I think I just did that based on recommendations, but your delay. Yeah. Is after your drive. Yeah. Yeah. It's the last thing I plug in or it's, yeah, it's the last thing before the amp that goes in. Another important one is a compressor. That has to be pretty early. I mean, you can try it for creative purposes, maybe be after a drive or something like uh-huh. that, but it really sounds best. If you if you want that classic like compression sound, it's best, you know, up front. Like sometimes if I had a compressor on my board, it would be the very first thing. Oh, wow. And like the second thing would be the phase shifter. If I had a phase shifter on there. I mean, right now my phase shifter is is sec is right after the tuner and then it goes into the, if when when the phase shifter is in the circuit, then it goes into the, the overdrive. So yeah, I have that. I mean, compressor was always first. And if I was using phase shifter, that was always second if I had a compressor or first if I didn't have a compressor. Huh. And those, those were important for me. Those were the ones that really made a difference. So yeah, you sent that picture of your pedal board and I was kind of looking at mine, which I didn't really look at like very closely over the last several years or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think a pedal board can tell you a lot about a guitar player kind of represent their like songwriting style their guitar playing style and starting with me i mean this thing is homemade i made it like in 2007 or something like that uh-huh. it's it's sized to fit in a, in a vintage suitcase so I've, I've had it in the vintage suitcase forever and it's just totally me it's just like i'm not gonna buy something i'm gonna make I something love- <laughs> and it's like that. my you know everybody like on that pedal show or something would just freak out if you're using those stupid one spots. Yeah. I've used that for years. I don't give a shit. I don't they're care. They're great. Well, they're for one thing, they're great and reliable. Sorry to interject, but yeah, keep going. Keep running. No, it's like, I, that's why, I mean, I'm like the, if it's not broke, don't, you know, yeah. don't yeah. fix it. I've used one. I have two of them for, I have one for each board and I've never had a problem with them. I don't have much room on the board. I can, I kind of specifically made it like that. So I didn't yeah. go nuts. I've had six pedals, uh, six or seven pedals on this board before. And that's just too, too nuts for me. I mean, I don't yeah. need that, that many. How many, how many pedals do you own altogether? Would you say in your whole? Oh, collection? geez. I right now I've probably got 30, 40 pedals just kicking wow. around. Like I've got a bunch out at gyms and I've got some here. Yeah. So I just kind of acquired them. I, I, you know, as always, I wish I had the old, I wish I had an eighties rat that I wish I had and all that mm-hmm. other crap. But I think it's awesome what you said. It's like, I can look at a pedal board and I can kind of get an idea but you're right like because i went out and just bought a fucking you know one of those metal pedal boards with the power supply and crank and put all my shit on there i love i've always loved the fact that you have you know a piece of plywood your pedals on it and a fucking vintage uh suitcase i've loved that and i used to do that too when i had a really small pedal board and then this 
gig kind of, it's like, okay, well, I guess I got to go bigger. And I just want to, I just was lazy. And, but I love that. It's like, it's like, what your, what's your sign, man? It's like, oh, okay. I can see that you're a cancer because you, yeah, well, it's not, it's not really my pedal board. I made when I was working at a frame shop, I actually got paid yeah. by the hour to build this thing. Oh, I was in there cool. one day I had to come in on a weekend. Um, I was working in a fine art frame shop and I had to come on the weekend because there were some builders there that I had to kind of watch. And they're like, we don't give a shit what you do. Just, you gotta be there to babysit them. That's awesome. So I went in there and just used all the tools and all the supplies and what it is, it's a, you know, I was working in a frame shop. So it's a one inch maple solid maple picture frame that I made first. Oh, and then nice. I, um, got, they had like a lot of this cool art board. That's like, not really, it's not MDF or particle board. It's something else. It's more close to board, but it's really light. Uh -huh. All the wires are inside and it fits that's in awesome. that suitcase, but it's pretty, it's pretty well made. It's super solid. I mean, I've yeah. had that since probably, like I said, 2006 or 2007. And I just don't, you know, I don't really, I mean, I, 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 I have a love hate relationship with pedals. I totally, yeah. no, I should say I have a love, love relationship. I love yeah. them, but I just don't use them that much, you know, yeah. unless I'm like recording or something, but I love to have them around. I'm not like a boutique guy at all, which is yeah. good because, you know, I save a lot of money, but <laughs> I, I just like the old shit. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, I'm, a, I'm the same way. I like old pedals and I love old boss pedals, man. We talk about that all the time. And you know, with the advent now of all these boutique pedal makers, and there's a lot of great ones out there and they, there's a lot of great pedals, but you and I both, I mean, we're old and we, so we've accumulated pedals over the years. And like, I have pedals that are over 30 years old that like, I've got a boss delay that's well over 30 years old, probably over 40 years old. And it still works like a champ. It's built like a tank. And so, yeah. I mean, I can't say enough about boss pedals. I just love them. And I have other pedals obviously, but I kind of like the older pedals the whole true bypass thing we should talk about that like i was saying before like i remember i won't mention the brand or anything but i had a couple true quote true bypass pedals that i was having a hell of a time fitting into the board and sounding good or or it affecting other pedals it was really strange and so i finally just said i one of them i took back and said i this pedal doesn't work for me at all and then i forget what i i might have just kept the other one and not used it but have you run into that with like quote true bypass pedals or or has there been have there been pedals that have given you trouble it's like i just can't fit this in my board and it, it just doesn't work i did back when i was making pedals because when you're making pedals i mean i didn't want to build a buffer or, or anything like that and the easy way to do it was to use true bypass yeah so for a while i was way into pedals so i had like six or seven you know uh, that i made on my pedal board and that's when it just really really started to it just didn't sound very good at all i mean huh. i don't know i mean i can't i know the kind of the logic behind it is if you get up it takes a, quite a few true bypass pedals i get to get to that point where you start losing stuff yeah but i don't know i've always had even then though I, i'm pretty sure i probably had at least one boss pedal on the board like a tuner or something and for yeah. the buffer in it people are starting to learn it was so annoying when everybody was just like yeah if it's not true bypass fuck off i don't want yeah. anything to do with it <laughs> and now the pedal makers they're making them switchable so you can use either and i think they they have to do that because there's still some people or other pe people will be like losing their shit because it's not true bypass yeah you know that's the thing that i don't know i guess i'm so like nerdy and and into gear that people just assume like I'm this total like tone hound, like running around trying, I'm fucking lazy as hell. And you know, that's why I use all these old pedals is because the records I love, they use, that's how they got those sounds. And I've got yeah. those sounds. It's like, I don't need to change that. 
And also, you know, I've been curious before as I've like unplugged my pedal board and went plugged straight into the amp, played my guitar clean and listened to it and then plugged it back in the pedal board. Sure, it's different. I mean, it may be missing a little bit of top end, but I do not, that's not how I play my amp. I play my amp through my pedal board and I like the way my my guitar sounds through my pedal board into my amp. So I don't give a shit what it sounds like when it's not because it's irrelevant. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't, I'm not the type of person that thinks like, oh, I'm going to be missing a little bit of that, you know, that tone, like getting to that tone nirvana. I mean, I'm not that, that's what I mean. I'm lazy. I mean, I'm like, (laughs) I really care about the way my guitar sounds. I care about the way it feels. Yeah. I don't care if I'm doing something that's not by the, you know, the tone police rules or something. Right. So, yeah. And that's, I mean, that's kind of liberating to to kind of let all that go and you can focus on other things because it wasn't always the case. I, I, you know, and that's what I think is really important. And this goes back to the to the person that wrote in their question is like, mm-hmm. I'm encourage anybody with pedal order, you just experiment. I mean, yeah. there's no way someone can tell you there's it's nothing's wrong. There's no way you hook it up is going to be wrong. There's a few things to keep in mind. But who knows how you like it? You know, you're the only one that can tell how you yeah. like it. And if you have a problem, you know, there's resources like the biggest problems can come from like a lot of the older like fuzz fuzz pedals and some of the old cry i have a cry baby from i think the 78 or something like that it sounds killer but it just totally destroys your sound when you plug it in it's got to be first in the in the chain yeah. but it sounds so great but i don't i never i would never have it on my board unless i figured out and i won't true bypass it because i did that with a i did that with another another it was like a, a transitional Dunlop crybaby from the 90s uh-huh. and I'm like this is cool but, but you know it's it's a little tone sucky so I did a true bypass and it just ruined it it just oh. I should have put it back because it wasn't bad sounding but when I got this one this is like this is the best sounding wall I've ever heard it's just That's really cool. really good it's like it's a Chicago made you know for all the nerdy people out there it's a Chicago made with the, it's got the stack of dimes inductor which is supposed to be one of the better ones I just I really love it it's super That's liquidy cool. super vocal and it's all original and like the switch isn't dirty and the, you know, it switches on and off. It's clean and it's great. So I That's use that. Cool. I, I like to play with that, but it's like, I just pull it out and stick it in my board. And you know, once you step off it, it's everything gets really dark. <laughs> I do it. I have a little buffer, um, just a standalone buffer, but with, you know, I haven't figured out how to make that work with the, the cry baby. I don't know, but you know, I don't, I don't really do that live ever. So yeah. I don't think that's an issue. The other, I have a vintage uh, um, Maestro PS1A face shifter, that's like cool. the Holy Grave of face shifters. And that's one that really kind of can be a tone sucking, but that responds really well. If I just put it after my tuner, it's fine. The buffer in the tuner totally takes care of it. And that's kind of why I have this, this radial two loop um, bypass switcher. Cause I'll put that in the other channel. When, if I want to use that, you know, I run it out into that the Maestro phase shifter, and that's great. And then I can just control it and take it completely out of the circuit. So, yeah, I think I think true bypass and buffer bypass can really live happily together. Now, again, you know, if you if it's not working for you, just figure out what to do, like to make it work for you. Yeah. I love that. Because like you were saying too, like sometimes if you quote, break the rules or put a pedal in a different, like you were saying, you like your delay, you know, contrary to popular recommendations or whatever, because it gets a grittier sound or more, more of an analog sound. And that's another cool thing is there can be happy accidents that you discover 
by just experimenting like, oh man, this sounds a lot grittier or damn the, the, you, you just get a different result if you put pedals in a different order. So, so again, yeah, I guess the thing is, you know, go online. You, there's lots of resources. There's cool, like I, we, Chris and I love to watch rig rundowns where they will just walk you through the, whoever they're featuring their setup. And I've seen these really cool illustrations of, you know, setups you know, oh, I love those. Yeah, I love those too, man. And they, they, there's just they'll walk you through like Angus Young's setup, or you know, the edges, or whoever they're talking about, and it's really cool because you can see the pedals they're using, you can see how they're set up, and so that's cool too. And then also just ultimately, like Chris said, just experiment, man, and then find you know an order that pleases you and works for you, and and pedal away. Oh, that's that's another thing. When I, you were showing your board that I thought of that I do differently uh-huh. is you have your, your boost pedal before your overdrive, yeah. which is w- recommended by a lot of people. It doesn't work for me. It doesn't work for me at all. It just makes things too compressed. I like it. I put mine, I have mine at the very end to just take what I'm getting for a sound and just make it louder. Going back to this whole theory that we are our pedal boards. It's like the, <laughs> the boost pedal I have is like an eighties it's an 80s bass EQ pedal, a graphic EQ pedal that I pulled out of the dumpster at the rehearsal, <laughs> re- rehearsal space. It was broken and there was like, it had some sticker from some mod company and I opened it up and there was just a, a weird wire soldered in a stupid place. So I took that out and like reflowed the solder and it's worked great ever since. Uh, I love that. And that's what I use. I just boost the level and there's like one or two frequencies that I might pull the bass down and boost like one frequency, just a tiny, tiny bit. And the thing that's incredible about that pedal, it's twice i had two guitar players approach me after one of our sets and we're asking about that and they said when you step on that pedal it sounds really really good it's like and i'm wondering why because it's not really doing anything and i kind of figured that i think what's happening is it's just hitting the amp a little bit harder and that's like Uh how i set everything up that it just gets a little bit more saturated and a little bit you know everything just sounds a little bit better so if i run it with that on all the time and then get another pedal i could get even better (laughs) infinity so yeah, that's me, Mr. Cheapo. It's like, <laughs> what am I going to do? I've tried, you know, I, it took me forever to find a boost pedal that was happy. I don't like the idea of boost pedals. I, mean, I know. I, I like, I don't use one in John Prine. I should say, you know, more about that board. Yeah. Cause I do yeah. use a vo- yeah, volume. Do. I use a volume pedal with that. So that would take the place of like, I don't have to boost. And what I like about the bottom, the, the volume pedal in that band, mm-hmm. first, I, I use it for like pedal steel effects. It's really cool for that. But also, I'm the only electric, other than the bass, I'm the only electric instrument. And there's a bunch of acoustic instruments. So it's nice to be able to, you know, kind of gauge where your arm pull back, even for rhythm, you know, pulling things way back. And so it just makes you feel like you're blending in more. But um, cool. I was going to say, uh, boost pedals. Yeah, it took me forever to find one I liked. The, my favorite one I ever had that worked just so great. I never had to think about it. It always did its job and sounded great. Was a one of the boss, the guitar EQ pedals, the oh. G, GE7 or whatever the hell it was. Uh-huh. I had that forever. And then when I started making pedals, I'm like, I don't need this. I put it on oh, eBay dude. and I'm like, I'm like, I'll just make my own. And I made a few <laughs> things that, and none of them sounded as good. I have them on my board for a while. None of them worked. Oh, and you man. know, I had, I had a, what was it? The, the, the thing that I worked the best before this oddly enough, was like the cheapest, most easy thing to make ever was an LPB1 power booster, like an electro harmonics LPB1 booster. Mm-hmm. It was kind of, it was, it was kind of dark, but um, it, it did its job. This is way better. I mean, this is just, this is 
way better for what I'm using. So I'll just use this and maybe someday I'll get another, another That's guitar cool. one. It has, the guitar one has better frequencies, you know, more suited to the guitar, but I really, even when I had the old one, I didn't really boost much of anything at all. If anything, I'd pull away like some uh -huh. of the low end or something and then just push up the overall volume. But yeah, I mean, I couldn't make a boost pedal work in front in front of my drive pedals. It just made things too saggy and saturated. And I couldn't. I also couldn't do. I mean, you, you hear people talking about doing, you know, stacked overdrives or like even yeah. like stat tube screamers. Yeah, and I tried that. That doesn't work for me. It just gets too mushy. And I'm, I don't know. It may be the way that I use. You know, I don't really use overdrives as overdrives. I just use them to push the amp. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that has anything to do with it or. What it is? You said I th didn't you use two tube screamers for a while? I did. I was using. Well, the 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 thing I'm trying to mitigate is the volume difference between my Strat and the Explorer, right? Because right. when I'm playing the Strat, it's a single coil and it's not as loud as boom when I put on that Explorer with the humbuckers. So I use the my quote boost or over, that overdrive pedal uh, as a volume boost for the Strat, and then when I'm not playing the Strat, I it's off and it's just I'm just using the the humbuckers. Yeah. But now that you mentioned that I, now I kind of want to do a little more experimentation with the order of those two, with the, the tube screamer and that boost, because I do, I do use them in conjunction, right? Because there are certain songs where on both guitars, where I'm, I'm playing either without the tube screamer or with the tube screamer. Right. And so it would be interesting for me to try a different order just just out of curiosity to see but yeah and like you said i have when i did have two i had two tube screamers and i think i did have that boost pedal and thing and and sometimes i would use uh like two of the tube screamers at once and it was like yeah it, it just became for me i i couldn't i couldn't control it or it just seemed kind of wacky and like you said I've, I've seen that online or i've seen certain players where yeah oh yeah i use three tube screamers at once or whatever it's like oh my god but yeah, for me, the same thing. It's like, I just couldn't, I don't know, maybe I didn't spend enough time trying to figure it out, dial it in or something, but yeah, it was a little unwieldy for me. Yeah. And it might be like, you find that where you have the boost for like bringing the strat up to a, a more mm -hmm. reasonable level is like the way to have it for that, in yeah. that application. I don't know, but try it. It's certainly yeah. different, different. And what I found is like, when I tried to use double drives is whichever drive was in front was the character of the the sound that you had uh, so if, yeah and so if it was a tube screamer in front it was kind of more compressed than you want it to be like i'd try to tube screamer and maybe an uh and a dod od 250 overdrive pedal or something like that or a rat or whatever i had around here and they they just you know it just sounded like the tube screamers like too compressed and then mm. you put it the other way you lose the tube screamers like tone shaping, which is why I use the tube screamer. It sounds more like the original pedal, but it's again, it's just too mushy or something. Hmm. But I think it would probably work if I had an amp that was just cranked. I think yeah. like, you know, a big 50 watt amp that was cranked. I bet you it would be a different story. I mean, every pedal, it's kind of a different story, but that might be might work out better because it would be I mean, you'd have the amp cooking so much it would it would probably unmush itself. Yeah. Just, from sheer volume, but that's true. Well, Steve B, we want to shout out to you and please just let us know how to pronounce your name, but thanks so much for this episode suggestion. And for all you people out there, give us some love on uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts and um, keep the communications coming. Cause Chris and I really enjoy that. And it also just inspires us when you help us think of episode ideas. So thanks for listening. And yeah, until next time, what do you got, Chris? 
play guitar, play pedals, do everything. Rock and roll. Yeah. <laughs> 